Hi everyone and welcome back to the Straight Up Podcast, episode 9 this week, Nurture Your Noggin with Kieran Joyce of Noggin Sport. Given last week was Mental Health Awareness Week, we thought it was very topical and indeed valuable to get Kieran on this week's podcast episode. He is co-founder of Noggin Sport, a sports leisure slash clothing brand that donates its proceeds to mental health charities. Fantastic cause. Oshin knows Kieran from uni. What's the story with Kieran, Oshin? Yeah, um, myself and Kieran spent the first two years of our business management degree together at Queen's and struck up a great relationship. Um, and at that stage, Kieran had just come over then to join the Ulster Academy. So we went on to pursue a pro rugby career, both with Ulster and then with Connacht. And we do get into that in the episode. We also then get into some of the battles that all three of us experienced at university, again, which is very topical and really relevant. Um, especially to the type of demographic that the podcast is, is geared towards. And then we also get into the crossover between sport and business and how some of the characteristics can you know, be perfectly applied in parallel across both, across both areas. And Kieran also says that that's absolutely fundamental to the growth and, and the, the fabric of Noggin as well. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Straight up podcast with myself, Johnny, and we're delighted to have uh, Mr. Kieran Joyce, director of Noggin Sport. Kieran, welcome to the show. Welcome, Kieran. Guys, thanks for having me. Really enjoying uh, coming on. Eh? Happy days. Brilliant. Uh, no, it's fantastic, especially given that it's Mental Health Awareness Week, or it was uh, just passed. So we thought it would be a great chance to um, obviously get you on board, and we thought it would be a good chance to. To hopefully open up on I don't know some of the battles or some of the you know basically get a sense of what mental health means to means to ourselves and each other and then hopefully there's a lot of value and um, a lot of value that our audience can take from that um, and then also as well on the other side the journey of Noggin Sport to help us do that is also another fantastic story so really looking forward to the episode so much to get into and as I said Big welcome to the show, and we're delighted to have you on. Um, so here, lads, we'll start with Kieran first, well, then we'll come to Johnny. What's mm-hmm. been happening this week, or what is generally generally happening? Yeah, so for us, um, for me personally, and Noggin Sport, it's been pretty turbulent, really. Um, obviously, running, running a business during the COVID-19 pandemic is um, not something I thought I'd experience anytime soon. So um, it's been very turbulent. Um, lots of trying to keep yourself busy, trying to adapt. Um, but it's been enjoyable. It's a nice change, I think, from, you know, being out everywhere, you know, having coffee, meeting friends and things. I think initially it's been quite nice to kind of have a lot more thinking time mm. and, um, and relax. But it's definitely been a big, uh, big change last week. So what about you guys? Yeah, I suppose I'll jump in now and just echo Oshin's introduction, mate. Um, Kieran, thanks for giving us the time today. Uh, obviously, 
know all about Noggin, like I was saying previously. It's, it looks like it's a fantastic brand, and given that it's Mental Health Awareness Week, very topical at the minute. Um, but yeah, just in general, I'm probably, I get this asked this question quite a lot, that it's probably the same week to week uh, prior to recording these podcast episodes, just more of the same. Um, trying to stay at home as much as possible, trying to maintain some sense of normality. Um, and just keep the ship ticking, both work-wise, training-wise. And uh, it's good when it gets a Saturday morning because it's um, like a chilled-out vibe, podcast recording, new episode, new guest, someone new to speak yes, to. Boy. So uh, very much looking to get stuck into today's content, Kieran. So, um, yeah. yeah, buddy, I suppose, Ashley, you're in the same boat as myself, just still still Lorla's house, just ticking over, yeah? 100%, yeah, still living in uh, my girlfriend's parents' house. So... Um, nice change of scenery from living with my own parents. Um, so there's still a degree of novelty, which is yeah. good, like, you know, because we're very used to just the humdrum of getting up, sitting at the kitchen table, working, going out the back for a workout, just staying in the house. Yeah. So it's a nice change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here, let's get into things. So I suppose the first thing as well, Kieran, we'll have to acknowledge you're not just a fella that is involved in noggin sport because obviously that is a huge undertaking and you're smashing it obviously but you also have other strings to your bow in the sense that you were pursuing a career in professional rugby for a good few years um so i suppose as a, as a general starting point like um i know you went to ulster you're involved in the ulster academy um so even on just on a sporting angle um what was that like and could you give us an introduction into how, how you got involved there? Sure. So, just from a sporting perspective, um, me and my brother um, set up Noggin Sport a couple of years ago. And one of the main reasons why is because we have a huge interest in rugby. Um, so, my brother plays professional rugby over in Jersey, um, but he also used to play for Ulster. Mm. So, we both studied at Queen's University Belfast, um, and he was playing with the Ulster senior team, and I was kind of in the Ulster Academy. Yeah. Um, and the way that that kind of happened was um, I played through the Irish Exiles through age grades. And yes. I got picked up um, through playing through Irish exercise, I got picked up with Ireland under 18 rugby. And then from there, then I kind of got um, offered a, a kind of contract moving into, into Ulster rugby. Um, so that's kind of um, the link between Belfast um, and the rugby side of things. So I was there, for, I was in um, Belfast for three years, studying my degree and obviously playing rugby with Ulster, kind of playing for the A team and under 20s and things like that, you know. Um, and then from there, then I then moved into, um, over to Connacht, into Galway. Yeah, for the contract over there, and then I was there for two years as well. So yeah, sports a big part of mine, mine and my brother's life, and um, we really enjoy it. And I think it's also sport creates so many friendships and relationships with people around you. It's so so important, and um, big time. It's an important factor which influenced uh, noggin sport, and will continue to influence noggin sport. Um, we um, we really enjoy playing rugby, and it's something that I think we're going to keep keep doing um, for the next few years for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get a tackle on uh, Bundy? Big hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, because I'm a centre as well, so I'm, I'm a 12, right? Um, yeah. so in, in Galway, I always, have to, I always have to go up against him in training, yeah. um, which was an experience, to say the least. Um, yeah, yeah, he's very passionate, very enthusiastic, and just really, 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 um, just really wants to win at anything and everything. That's class. Um, which is obviously a really good trait to have when you're playing professional sports. So Unreal. it was really um, interesting to kind of... Um, go up against him and learn from him a lot he was uh, he's, he's an inspiring character for sure you know class and surely you would have to assume that being exposed to those environments the Ulster the Connacht and those guys that we're talking about like professional sportsmen yeah. um, surely that has rubbed off 
to some degree with yourself and, and your brother, obviously, as well. Yeah, so like we never realised when we started Noggin, um, the parallels between business and the sport, there's so mm-hmm. many. Mm-hmm. And you see so many, you kind of, um, on a macro level, you see so many athletes move into business, either while they're playing sport or even afterwards. You look at Cristiano Ronaldo with CR7 and... Yep. Um, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, the last dance in the air, Jordan stuff, you know, yeah. there's a lot of parallels between business and sport. And we, I never really realised that when I first started Noggin, obviously, because I was, I was only 19 and it was kind of just, um, everything was fresh and new. Yeah. But as we kind of developed Noggin, we realised there's a lot of similarities, um, you know, in terms of having discipline, time management, being able to communicate with people in an effective way, um, mm. understanding people's strengths and weaknesses. Um, so I think there's a lot of parallels between business for you. I might have found that as well yourselves. You know, what do you think? Yeah. I was just gonna, yeah, go go on No, I was just going to bring you into it and said it's almost aligns with um, coaching and personal training. Yeah, and, uh, you know, very much so. Yeah, yeah, like all all the the characteristics and the traits, I suppose, to be successful in sport are shared in business and uh, building yourself. Um, Obviously, in sport, it's more like a performance element, whereas business is probably more about like development and growth in a certain market. Um, I've I've heard that I've, I've felt that myself, and I've, I suppose I've heard that. Um, and our guests recently, the likes of Matty McMahon, he played sport at an underage and elite level. I mean, myself included. Like, I'm really touched on it in the podcast yet, probably because it's in quite young underage for me. But the likes of under 13, 14, 15, 16, I played. Um, soccer at a very high level up to the Northern Ireland development squad and then tapered that off and played Gaelic up until I left school and then obviously like all the characteristics I've held through that um, as being part of a sporting team mm. all the same things carry through and I suppose look if you're playing the likes of Bundyaki and those animals it's a different mm. level altogether. together uh, and I can only imagine what that would be like but I'm sure you, you'd probably say that you've carried those experiences um and you know, knowledge through to what you're doing today. And I know you're still involved in a lot of rugby stuff as well. I've been keeping in touch with Noggins page. Yeah. Yeah, like we um I can even think of like other players that I think I, I really learned from while I was in while I was in Connacht. Um people like um that won't be as many necessarily as, as, as big names, but people like Owen Masterson and Jack Carty, like mm-hmm. really yeah. individuals, honest, um, you know loads of integrity will will help you out whenever they can um they're just really amazing people and i think being in a sporting environment you can if you're quite self-aware and you um are kind of you you take in information quite well you can kind of take positives and, and um things that people do that are really good at and use them to your advantage you know yeah, yeah. you can see what the people are doing that they're doing really well and then try and implement that into your own business or your own life and that's why i think sport's really good as well because a squad of um you know 23 or you know, uh, GA side, there's going to be different personalities. And the more that you can, um, I suppose, I wouldn't say take, but learn from each person around you, um, the better, I think the better person, the better sports player you're going to be and the better business person you're going to be. Yeah. So that's something that I've um, been really inspired by the other players in in your own team, you know. 100%. 100%, buddy. Um, yeah, so I suppose to wrap that up, I think sometimes sometimes you it's easy to separate you know to view business to view like career and and myself sports participation as separate entities um but you should really as you say you should really be identifying the the common traits and characteristics across the two so like for ga for example on any sports participation you're you're obviously like resilient organized structured 
So like you should be really harnessing those for, for other aspects of your life. And I think maybe sometimes you, you don't estimate how good those elements are just because they're maybe saying, Oh, it's only sport or it's not, you know, it's not professional or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to make me money, maybe something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, to wrap that up, I suppose it's absolutely essential that we, um, you know, try to carry across those characteristics from, from sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so here then, yeah, so you went from Ulster to Connacht and ultimately then, ultimately then what, what, um, what, what happened then at Connacht? Just for want of a better question, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I was in Connacht for uh, just over two years. Um, really enjoyed my time there. My family's actually from, from Galway. Um, nice. we're, we're, real, yeah, because yeah, my second name's Joyce, so we actually we actually are from Galway, yeah. So um, we have a place in Salt Hill, so um, I was kind of stayed there, and I had, I had a really enjoyable time. Galway is an amazing place; it's it's incredible, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean, all the players are amazing. Uh, the staff, it was a really good time. So I was there for a few years. I got a couple of caps, which I'm really proud of, playing the European Cup and things, and playing with some good friends. Yeah. Um, so I was really pleased about that, but unfortunately, I think. It come to a point where they had so many centres and they just decided to kind of let me go in all fairness um, yeah. and maybe to move on because I was getting to a point where I was kind of trying to break through um, mm-hmm. but, you know there were such well established players ahead of me you know you Bundy Arkey um, Tom Farrell who were kind of you know really senior guys yeah um, I think you know it just didn't quite work out for whatever reason and it's not to say the door's shut but you know you move on and I have nothing but amazing experiences and, and memories of uh, Connacht, you know, and I have great friends who are still there. I'm going to go back and visit, hopefully when this COVID-19 pandemic's over. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so I moved from there and then I've then come back home yeah. to go into Noggin full-time then and yeah. really dive into it um, for, for the last year. Unreal. Um, and then I've then um, continued to play rugby on like a semi-professional basis in the UK mm. whilst going full-time uh, head on into Noggin. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment, really. But rugby's not a closed book, to be honest at all, you know. Mm-hmm. If anything, the COVID-19 pandemic has, has then realised how much I've missed it, you know. Yeah. So, there's no reason why I can't, you know, maybe move to another club and, and see what happens. So, yeah, it's a very much open chapter. Right. Big time, mate. The door, the door always remains open. Um, I suppose what's intriguing for myself, I know you used to know each other um, prior through your experience in university, but what interested me was the hearing the trigger behind Noggin. And if you really want to go into that, uh, what sparked it and growth from seed to fully flourished tree, I suppose, now. So lead us yeah. on it, Kieran. Yeah, so how, so how it all started in, in essence is, is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we, um, so I was in the second year of uni with, with you, O'Shea, wasn't I? And um, we were, yeah. I, I personally, I just wasn't enjoying uni at all. Um, I didn't really feel like it was giving much value. I was, didn't really take it very seriously and I was performing really poorly. So I was seeing like a low two-two, not doing very well, um, and a couple of that I was in the Ulster Academy, working hard, trying to kind of break through, you know, playing for the under twenties and things like that, playing from a club team. But I broke my collarbone in that A game against Leinster. Um, so I broke my collarbone and I was doing really poorly in my in my in my university studies. Um, so I was just a really really low point, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And I was actually depressed in my second year of university, so 2018. So I found it really hard to get out of bed. Was waking up at like two o'clock in the afternoon, going out drinking a lot. Just wasn't mentally where I was supposed to be um, mm-hmm. because I felt like I was really performing poorly in my degree and really not, you know, working towards my, my rugby aspirations. So it had a really negative mental effect on me, and um, I just couldn't I just couldn't get out of it. But um, what happened was over time. 
the biggest thing that happened to me was I spoke to my brother. So I lived with my brother at the time in Belfast. And after about three or four months, he noticed something was, wasn't right. I was, you know, wasn't talking very much, eating very poorly, sleeping very poorly, so on and so forth. Um, I remember we sat down on the sofa and he just, he just said to me, look, we're not going to leave here. Let's just, just get out in the, in the open, like, how you feeling? What's the matter? And then I just broke down and I just told him how I was, what I was feeling, how I'm, what was going on in my head, what I was suffering. I just kind of spoke it and, and let it all out to him. And it was the best thing I could have ever have done. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt so much better afterwards. It was incredible. And it was such a small thing and I was just so, so scared, so scared to do it. But I think because he was my brother and he was such a, um, I felt safe talking to him. I think that really helped me. And from there, then things really started to change. So then we moved further forward. Then a couple of months later, I started to educate myself around mental health. So reading books, um, you know, seminars, YouTube videos, things like that. Just trying to have a basic understanding. And we were in our beginning of our third year, Ocean, weren't we? And we had a business plan idea. Yeah, well, business plan. We didn't do final year together, if you remember, because my right went in placement. So then you were, oh, I wasn't yeah, there. Was yeah, because yeah. I was doing it on my own. Yeah, so yeah. So we had, a, we had a module, how to create a business plan. Um, yeah. And one of the idea, I had an idea of basically combining a sports brand with a mental health wear brand together. So a sports wear brand, you know, what marketing sport is in, in essence. And I gave it to the people and said, what do you think about this idea? And they were like, no. They were like, don't do it. Two competitors, waste of time. So I was a bit deflated. Went into my brother and said, what do you think about this idea? Like combining sport and, and mental health. No one's really done it, I don't think. It could be quite cool. So then he was like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's go for it. And... Um, yes. That's how it all kicked off, really, initially. Um, and then one more thing to add, just initially, how it all began. Um, as we were setting it up, um, within, I think, about two to three months, as we were beginning to get it all going, you know, with our brand and our logo and our website, unfortunately, um, during that period, my uncle was suffering with mental health problems. Right. Um, and he ended up taking his own life. So he, um, so he actually uh, passed away during that period, mm. which was a very difficult time for the family. Obviously, my, my, dad, my, my dad's brother. Um, and it was really, really tough, but I think it really reinforced the fact that me and my brother really need to go forward with this and really press on it because it had such a monumental impact on our family. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, we've seen the damage that it can do firsthand mental illness. So mm-hmm. uh, that was another kind of something that made us push forward. Um, and that's how it all began, really. Yeah. Class. Um, unreal the way you aligned your passion for sport and passion for mental health just to make something that I said it like that can benefit everyone basically big time big time um yeah Fun- the fundamental aspect for me there was um just the fact that pre noggin you you just started talking more and opening up about your emotions something that i i stress too and people um or if i'm thinking of ways that i can like help people in the most basic format and it's just don't be afraid to express because uh, i've all been there i suppose it mightn't be <clears throat> the ideal opportunity just maybe open up a wee bit about like me personally and I think um we all go through it as lads at university you know we're partying we're staying out all night and then you're sleeping in the next day and you're missing class and then one thing leads to another you're in this detrimental cycle of I'm missing 100%. out I'm, I'm falling behind yeah um and you know I absolutely share the same thoughts of the experience and emotion were whereby I was bottling it, bottling it up and until I maybe opened it up to my, my dad and my brother and they sat me straight, I felt like I had no one to talk to, but in actual fact, anyone who I spoke to about it was open ears and all for listening. So it's, an, it's definitely yeah. a thing that most young lads share, you know, that university experience when there's no one necessarily telling you what to do and you have a lot of yeah. responsibility. Yeah. yeah. I can make you or break you, but hopefully like 
the, at the end at the end of the day like it, it makes in the sense that um you learn the ways to go about things viewers sharing that as well actually you know you kind of i think you said you're yeah. sort of lost on your path and you're struggling to see where you wanted to go yeah like university as we'll all agree it's a turbulent it is a turbulent time um because you, you you get to it and you sort of i don't know i i think i had a sense of trying to prove myself or trying to be i don't know trying to be someone that other people would maybe approve of or you know i certainly wasn't i certainly wasn't doing things that you know progressed oshin you know mm-hmm. i wasn't i wasn't on a path i wasn't thinking at all about the future i was just bouncing from one decision one short term decision to the next yeah so i suppose like it was a bad situation made worse by the fact that there was no structure there was no thought of you know the next yeah. decision ahead um yeah. so but i think final year as same with you Kieran, final year i really got my head down mm-hmm. but again you could argue that that was because i had to because if i didn't i yeah. wouldn't have got a 2-1 same with you yeah yeah you're right like, i think look, look, looking back at my end i, I was a bit if I was speaking to someone who was 18, 19, yeah. I, I think a lot of it, a lot of the anxiety and worry for me came around not knowing what I wanted to do or not being where I wanted to be. Mm. I think a lot of that came from social media and pressures of social media to say, you need to be here, you need to do this, you need to do because everyone else is doing it because you're seeing everyone online, you know, doing really cool things. Yeah. And I think if I, if I was trying to go 18, 19, I'd say, you know, <clears throat> life is really really long you know and if i look back a few years ago it's okay to not know what you're going to do or what you want to do when you're 18 19 you're not supposed to know you know it's okay to 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 not know what you want to go into and that because that's what these years are for these years of figuring out what you're passionate about what you're not passionate about and i think young people at the moment including myself even with noggin you know we put on we put ourselves under so much pressure to to have our whole you know life figured out so quickly because social media and the internet has moved things into a massive grass fish bowl, yeah. which isn't really the case, you know. Um, so I think if you are young and you're a bit uncertain, you're not really sure what you want to do, just that is okay and that's fine. Try different things. If you don't like another thing, try something else. Don't put too much pressure on yourself when you're young because these are the times to enjoy yourself and experiment with different different things, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? And Yeah, and almost allow yourself to allow yourself to feel weak and allow yourself to be anxious because like it's quite inevitable you know there's a lot happening it's a turbulent world so instead of like instead of panicking or thinking yeah. yeah instead of thinking what's wrong with me like sort of accept it as as inevitable because sometimes it is whenever you know you you, you in johnny's case whenever you move to newcastle from um from the north of ireland um you know you're you're gonna feel um anxious or nervous and the same with you Kieran, coming over coming over yeah. here lonely scared all the emotions yeah, yeah. So. how did you how did you find transition actually to, to newcastle so i suppose to tie it back um even prior to university i was actually born in newcastle so i Were lived you? there yeah i lived there oh, for like three or four years mom and mom's from down patrick dad's from belfast so like my family is irish but dad got his first job over there he's working in the the hospital yeah. Long story short, I was born there anyway, so I had like an affiliation with the place anyway. And I, I didn't yeah. necessarily want to go to, to Belfast because it was close to home. Um, and if it was was going to be one other place, it would be Newcastle. Um, but what sticks out um, vividly is, you know, the first weekend I went over there as a wee fresher. Uh, Mum and my brother came with me and uh, they stayed with me for the first two days or whatever it was. And I vividly remember 
whenever they drove off to leave me to be on my own, I went back into my hall's room and I cried like a baby. And I was like, oh, fuck. No way. Um, yeah, I was like, what's going on here? And I remember, like, you know, the first year was very hard in terms of it, you have to go out and make friends. Whereas if you go to Belfast, you know, you've got all your mates from school and you're in a comfort zone because you don't necessarily have to go and meet new people to then... Yeah. To, to fit in, essentially. And when you have an Irish accent in Newcastle, you, you, the first thing you say, you know, in a tutorial or in a group setting, it, you almost said, like, can you repeat yourself? So it's very difficult to kind of, not only, not fit in, because they do love the Irish, but, you know, when you're, when you're 18, you think you're old, but you're still a wee kid. So yeah. you, you don't have any experience. Uh, and when you're in, the, in school with your mates, it can create a comfort zone and a comfort blanket. It doesn't take until you're out in the, the real world. Yeah. to experience it but but long story short that first year was it was difficult because you know you all go from monday to saturday going out and particularly sunday night when you have loads of uni work to do for the following monday you're like oh my god i hate this i want to go home all those sorts of emotions but look it, it, it like i was saying before it was going to make me or break me and it definitely made me and it was a fantastic decision to go over there oh, um and you know <laughs> I think that's it's something that Irish fellas they mightn't really get the experience because most would stay at home. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think looking back now, it was great. It was absolutely great. And I think from a personal point of view, I would never have any experiences where I said I particularly suffered from a mental health condition. But all those emotions, you know, if you let them overrun, you don't speak to people. It, it can very quickly, you know, funnel into something more worse or negative. So. Yeah. Um, I live to tell the tale anyway, fellas. Yeah. Actually, thinking back, thinking back, so I repeated a year to do my A-levels again. And my attitude, this defines the fixed mindset. If, you've, if you read the book, Mindset, this, is, this literally illustrates a fixed mindset. I got the exam results, got into Queens, and literally thought that was Jordan Belfort going to Wall, <laughs> going to Wall, going to Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. You know, as if, as if that was the end of the journey. Yeah. yeah. Whenever it was only just starting. Yeah, that's crazy, man. These yeah. all, look, these all share, share now and you look back in university and it, like whatever it was, I'm sure it was like five, six, seven years ago for all of us. Yeah. And like I was saying there, you thought you'd made it in the world, but yeah. literally even university, even graduating from university, it's such a tiny part of the journey now where it's like, it's almost irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And oh. going back to what Kieran said, um, if you could, if we, if you could tell young people that it is a long journey and university is only a part of it, and it is a time for understanding yourself and you know getting literally just a learning experience, part of a much bigger journey, you would you would feel more I don't know assured or, or comfortable with it, like yeah. But, um, yeah. But when you're when you're that young, you don't see long term. You just see 100%. here and now. So yeah. The next night out. So, so I suppose, Kieran, to tie it back to yourself then and Noggin, um, what's really interesting for me, I suppose you went over your your sporting uh, journey um, on the journey with Noggin. And as we were touching on the start, you were plucking experiences from your, your sporting experience or um, skills and stuff through your sport, through Noggin um, and your own journey with your, your, mental, your mental health and stuff like that. Do you see now where Noggin is? Could you look at the brand and what you've built and say, that really represents me in the journey that I've been on? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Very good question. Um, I think I'd like to think so for the most part. I think we've done a good job of connecting with young people, um, for sure, compared to, to a lot of other brands, which I think I'm really pleased about because 
the main aim of, of Morgan was to connect with someone who, you know, is myself really, or someone who plays sport, who's young, you know, between the age of 18 and, and 30 and, you know, maybe has a bit, a little bit of doubts about themselves, low self-confidence and wants to open up around mental health, but also they, want, they play sport as well and they're really yeah. happy about sport. So I would say, yeah, it's definitely a place where we're happy with, but we also... We also want to continue to grow it and to scale it and to impact more people and raise more money. Um, I think we've been going now just over two and a half years, coming up three years. Um, and I think, you know, if you told me, you know, the amount of teams we've worked with and, and um, you know, money we've raised and things of like that and who we've worked with in terms of athletes and influencers, I never would have thought we'd be in this position, you know, two or three years ago. Yeah. So that's really positive. But at the same time, and like any athlete, you always want to get better. You always want to try and improve. So... Me and Connor, I think, are just continuing to kind of move forward and look forward to the heads of the future, you know? Class. Just on that, in terms of, like, influencers and athletes, um, some big names, which obviously is a reflection of, of how well you've, you know, got yourself across and your brother and obviously the brand, like the likes of Lee Keegan, uh, Greg O'Shea, to name a couple, like, yep. they're well on board. So it's unreal to see. Um Unreal to see that someone that I went to uni with is making such a such a big impact, um, and also also in GAA, you know, which isn't even your that's not your sport, like no, um, it's class. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's been a whirlwind for sure. Um, I think I think just people really connected with our messaging and what we were trying to get across. Um, I think the fact that we were two brothers and we both played sport, we were playing sport at you know, a high level. I think allowed us to connect with other sporting um stars yeah. in a real similar way um so you're know, a sports star no but what I'm <laughs> <not>. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is sports stars because they i think we i think you know we'd understand their mindset and, and how they'd want to be approached and how they'd want to be talked to yeah um, and so even like when i went to go and meet them so i obviously did we did a couple um you know beanie giveaways and things like that so i went to go and meet you know sarah Rowe and lee keegan and, and lee chin and all these people and they're just like that's so down to earth so normal exactly how you'd expect them to be really they're yeah just, like, really dedicated to the craft want to get better um so greg o'shea as well absolute gent so it's been a pleasure working with them hopefully we can continue to to build our relationships into the future like i'd love to have I'd love, I might, I'd love to have an event at some point in next year, you know, when it's, you know, when it's possible. And to bring yeah. our whole community together in one place, whether it might be Dublin, it might be Galway, and bring all oh, of yeah. our influencers, all of our community together um, in like a really cool, unique venue, like a, like, a, like a really cool burger place or like a bar or something like that, you know, like something really different. Oh, but, kind uh, of sin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stuff like that I'm looking forward to, but it's been um, it's been great to work those athletes. Exciting times, mate. I'm I'm buzzing for you even hearing that. That's that's class stuff. That's that's the kind of thing that uh, really does bring people together. Is is like obviously wearing the clothing is fantastic, um, and you know the social media side, which is very important. But the networking, bringing people together from all aspects and just sharing their journey, sharing their experience, and not only will it help individuals grow, but obviously your brand as well. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm buzzing to hear that. Cheers, man. And I think um, one, one thing that's quite interesting that I've found is finding a dynamic, a balance between the e-commerce online side and then also then connecting with people in real life. Yeah. We've done quite a, job, quite a good job on the e-commerce side because we recognise that young people use their phones on their phones all the time. They use you know, Instagram and TikTok and, and, and whatever it is all the time. So we've done a good job of tapping into that, that you know, market, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I think now in the future, me and Connor want to try and have the more of the physical presence um, as we as we move forward because that's 
what Noggin is all about in essence is community and fe- feeling mm. part of Wolfpack. So that's yeah. what I'm to move into. You just got into the Birmingham City store recently as well, didn't you? Yeah, we got to Birmingham City. Uh, that was in um, November, yeah. So I, um, that, I just walked in, literally walked in with um, a box of hats and said, is the... Um, the, G, the the general manager uh, here and then they were, yeah here procurement manager and yeah. spoke, spoke to her and chatted to her told about my journey what we wanted to do who we worked with and what we can what we can provide them and then it kind of snowballed from there really ongoing discussions um I was really scared to do it for like a good few good few months just yeah. two three, but I just kind of bit the bullet and went for it really and it kind of paid off um, we're looking for another team now in the Premiership and Championship next year so it's exciting unreal unreal. And yeah. then on that, I suppose, um, obviously you're in lockdown now. So I suppose how how is Noggin managing um, managing through lockdown, and maybe what's what's on the horizon whenever we get out of here? Yeah, sure. So um, March was tough, to be honest. Um, like completely shut down, everything was shut down. Um, so in terms of all the all kind of your beanie orders and clothing orders that we had coming in, it's pretty much just stopped dead in their tracks, really like any business, you know, because um, obviously at that point, it was very much the unknown of COVID-19, no one knew what, you know, for all everyone knew, you know, hundreds of thousands of people were going to be um, infected and pass away, whatever, so it was a very scary time, but I think April and May has been a bit better, we've, we've seen a resurgence in people kind of contact us and our online platforms in terms of um, engagement has grown, uh, we've also started to move towards bucket hats now for the summer, so people are getting interested in the bucket hats, which is really cool, we've had about 20, 30 orders of bugger hats, which is great for clubs and schools and things. Yeah. Um, we've also tra- we've also adapted and we start creating custom face masks. Saw them, yeah. And, and, oh, and they've been really popular. We launched that three days ago. We worked really hard on that over the last couple of weeks, trying to make sure we, we get it right, our messaging right, the branding right, the colours mm-hmm. and, and the material and things. So we're really pleased about that as well. Um, and then lastly, we're now, we're now moving into launching our summer clothing line, which will be towards the end of June. Nice. So we've been working hard on that in terms of our suppliers and making sure that the clothing how we want it to be, that it's good quality and, and fits for the for the consumer. Yeah. So we're really excited about that now. In a couple, in about a month's time, we'll be launching that. So we're excited about that as well. What uh, products are you, is there? You were telling me there was shorts and stuff. Yeah, so there's going to be um, just summer wear. So there's many t-shirts. Um, we have t-shirts. We have um, trucker caps with mesh. Uh, we have really cool colours as well um, that we think will suit. Um, guys and girls they have really cool designs as well that we've worked really hard on Connor's been creating some really cool stuff on Photoshop, Photoshop Illustrator uh, so we're really excited to share it and um, um, it's going to be hopefully it's going to be uh, it's going to be really really well received by, by our community yeah it's going to be good Unreal. Unreal. we'll have to snag some Osh yeah, like yeah it, definitely it's scary because you know you don't know if people are going to like it or not you don't know if they're going to if it's going to sell it's going to do well people are going to it's going to be well received, so it's always a scary, a scary time. Um, but yeah. we have like cycling shorts for the women, and we have like um, really cool shorts for the guys and, and joggers as well. So we're looking forward to it, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'll come back in a month later. Class, <laughs> class, class, mate. Um, just a wee topical one. Have we all watched the Michael Jordan uh, series? Yeah, watched it. Yeah. Take time. Right. So the key quest, the key question, obviously an absolute dog, animal, whatever. Did he go over the line in terms of like the likes of Scott Burrell with his um, almost bullying? Do you think he crossed the line? Do you want me to go first? Uh, you, you go first. I'm, I'm punching Steve Curve. 
Yeah. I, um, I completely agree with Michael Jordan, 100%. Like, I think if you don't understand his mindset or like being, just being at a high level, like that's what it takes to be the best. And if, if, if he's not the way he is, then he wouldn't be Michael Jordan. So I agree with him, 100%. Have to do what you have to do. Yeah, I would agree too. Um, you know, we've probably been around those, those not someone who's as great as Michael Jordan, but whether it's in your rugby team or your GAA team, the, the top level guys will do whatever it takes to win, but the, they'll bring the rest of their teammates up with them. And if yeah. that means being a dickhead, you know, then that's sometimes what it is at the highest level. Um, but I think, you know, given that they won all those championships, it'd be hard to argue against them. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, here, what a sh- what a show though! Fantastic, yeah, what absolute warrior man! Holy crap! Yeah, like I never, I know you think of, I always think of Jordan Jordan as like six championships. I was like, it must have been very very easy for him. Maybe didn't get much competition. The players going against him weren't difficult because like, you think of LeBron James, you're like, okay, he's got yeah. Steph, you go against James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. It's really hard to win a championship, right? Yeah. But then you actually look back and then you look at the videos, and it's like he had some real games where like he actually had some clutch shots. Yeah, one game last last minute or so. As I always thought, it was just like the competition wasn't as difficult, you know. Yeah, it wasn't, but he still performed in a major way. Jesus Christ! Yeah, epic yeah. Uh, documentary series. Nonetheless, I didn't appreciate him until until now, until I seen that. So here's hoping to do a few more along those lines. Keep us entertained during lockdown. Yeah, how good as well. The footage is incredible. I was yeah. like, I was blown away by the footage in the locker room. I was like, whoever filmed that. Like unreal, like yeah. so, master planning from a, like a business. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Class stuff, boys. That's a really, really, really good journey you took us on there, Karen. Um, as always, what we've been saying to our guests is, if we weren't during lockdown, we'd probably arrange a wee visit over your end and you know link up in person. But sure, we've always got potential for that down the line. Um, any concluding thoughts, Ashin? No, um, just to agree that it was uh, a class journey, both getting a sense of and then have a discussion around mental health while also getting the sort of the business end and the journey and growth of, of Noggin. So, yeah, class. It was a class episode, Kieran. Absolutely delighted and thrilled to have you on, especially given that it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, and, yeah, really enjoyable. And as Johnny says, hopefully we can meet up um, meet up in, in person in the future. Um I don't know, go for coffee, go for a beer and, uh, you know, have a, have another chat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple, I have a couple of friends there from uni, um, still in Belfast. So there's no reason why I couldn't hop over and, and meet you guys, have, and meet you guys, have a coffee, have a drink. Yeah. So thanks for having me on board as well. And having have me on. Really appreciate it. Sweet. And the, you got, what you guys are doing is really cool to be fair, you know, chance to, to young people and, and, you know, raise awareness around mental health, but also sport in general, you know, it's anything yeah. that we can do to, to hopefully try and, Open people's mindsets to, to sport and and as as the such is, is a great thing to do, you know. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. All right, base class Sorry. stuff. Noggin <laughs> Sports. Not only does it look good, but it has a fantastic message behind it. So, uh, yeah. get on the website, get some gear. I know we will be doing the same. Yeah. I think that's us wrapped up now. Episode nine, Ashin, is it? Episode nine in the bank. Keep an eye out on the Instagram page for our updates. Um, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and also Spotify. So thanks for listening, lads. Pleasure chatting with you, and we will speak soon. Sweet. Peace.